Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Apremian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Bigarito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Dr. Zamp. 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly. As we uh, enter the playoffs, yet another round uh, continues. We have the championship games, and now uh, the 2022 season is starting to uh, hit its crescendo. We know who the Super Bowl 57 will be, and of course it's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. As we watch uh, two championship games, um, one of them anticlimactic, uh, and uh, I think that the AFC uh, game, you know, certainly, uh, while it wasn't maybe what last year's was, it was it was certainly um, a classic in a lot of ways that just kind of uh, came to an abrupt end. So. Um, you know, we will get into all that and uh, obviously uh, uh, discuss our feelings and, and, and such about that um, as, uh, you know, I think um, you watch these games every year, like I, I always uh, tell you guys, and, you know, the Dolphins are always in the back of your mind. Well, how far away are they, right? And I think some answers were uh, certainly evident this time. It's a little bit different feeling, I I know, in my book as to where they kind of stand. I know when Buffalo was eliminated the week before, I kind of got a a, a different barometer, and and I I think I kind of have one as well, and we'll we'll discuss it with Rich and see where he comes in on that. Um, But nonetheless, uh, it's been a very strange, exciting in a lot of ways this season, Um, and, uh, you know, and and it's still kind of, you know, reaching... Uh, I guess where um, you, you kind of thought it would go. Um, so, you know, we'll see about that. So at least we have Super Bowl 57 getting closer. We know who's going to be in it. Um, but before we dive into all these games, uh, you know, we are a Dolphin show. I know a lot of you uh, have expressed, you know, how much you like when the uh, season's over and then the uh, NFL playoffs start and our coverage of all that and, uh, you know, take it from in you know, and around the league uh, a little bit more and uh, discuss various topics like that. But there is some Dolphin news, and so we will address that um, first. And that is that the Dolphins hire a defense coordinator, and they get Vic Fangio. And the ironic part of this is, as you know, um, last week I talked about you know, different candidates and, and what direction they, they might go. Uh, of course, we knew that they fired Boyer, and I, I spoke of who, uh, you know, I, I thought that Fangio was absolutely the guy and that would be the best fit. And then, and then ironically, me and Rich um, got into uh, a discussion about uh, the defensive coordinator and specifically Vic Fangio. And, uh, and of course, we had different opinions, wouldn't you guess? Uh, and so, um, Rich, when we, uh, we you know, I, I thought Fangio by far was the guy that I wanted. You uh, took a completely different approach. You did not want him at all. And, uh, you know, I know you quoted the age and, and different things, um, but now he is hired. Um, so I guess, you know, we have our first topic to start off with here. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, if anything, has changed with you over the week, but I, I wanted Vic Fangio. I think it's a great hire. Um, the only thing stopping it was obviously Sean Payton. I have some theories on that because he was the first guy that Payton had picked up the phone and called and supposedly had him on his staff, 
which is a, a phantom staff until he takes a job, and then the Dolphins sure. now make him the highest-paid coordinator, and that's coordinator, you said, as well. It's our offensive and defensive. We don't know the exact particulars, but he is the highest-paid coordinator, and I know it's a three-year deal with a fourth-year team option uh, for that, but um, I'm very excited with the hire. Uh, I'm going to get into all my things, but, you know, I'm – blowing out hot air, so let me let you speak for a little bit and, and see, you know, where you come in. I know you were pretty against this, you know, last week. Well, Have you it, changed it at all? So much against it. I just thought that, like, you know, maybe you should let, you know, the head coach pick his guy, and I don't think it comes from him still. That's that's the only thing I had my problem with, and if McDaniel's on board with it, then, I'm, then I think it's okay, but I think at some point you got to let the kid pick his own assistants, you know? Why wouldn't you think McDaniel, who's got a Denver history, the, uh, you know, uh, why wouldn't you think this is this guy? I don't know if that's the case, because, like, he didn't get to pick anybody last year. No, but that this is a very different situation now. I don't so know. why wouldn't you yeah, think I that he was? It, it, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem okay. like he was involved in it. The way, the way, you know, the the way it read and the way they were looking, it didn't seem like he was even involved, you know? No, I could be wrong. Maybe he is behind the scenes, but it didn't seem that way to me, you know? I don't know. I, I, look, I, I like Vic Fangio, and, and I hope, basically, I hope he cleans house with everybody else that starts from scratch. I don't think you need to keep any of the assistants that you have, you know, on the defense yeah. side of the ball. Let him get his own people in there, you know? Right. Like, I think that's a big mistake this team makes constantly is they'll, they'll change the head, but the body's the same. Yeah, I'm going to address. Uh, let me let me address all that. Um, uh, first off, I think he will do that. I think you could be assured with the kind of contract that he's getting, that he is yeah. going to build the staff that he wants to build with without any fear of any repercussions. I think whoever it is, right. whether he keeps guys or not, it will be because he wants to do that. Let me first say that, especially since the head coach did not pick that defensive staff. Right. So I think that there's, you know, that might play into that might play into the advantage of your hand because you might get what you want because of that because they're really not guys that McDaniel hand selected because he really didn't have any choice with the defensive guys anyway. Exactly. Right. So exactly. that may, you know, help in that regard. Um, now you expressed the major. I think this team has been just always when they change the coaches. Like, you know, how long did Darren Rizzi last? And how long did, like, you know, guys who weren't great at their job just stuck around forever? Yeah, I never Major seen that problem. Else. Major problem. Yeah. Like, you, you make yeah. changes that are cleaning house, but you don't clean house. You leave everybody there right. but the top guy. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's happened so many times with this organization. You need to cut bait. When you make changes yes. entirely, 100%. there's no doubt about it. I mean, unless you're sitting on, you know, the next prodigy on your staff, you know, you need to cut and just, well, you know, guys we go let go. forward. Those guys we do let go. <laughs> we don't keep that. You're right. You're right. I, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about it. I, I said last, you know, last week one of my big things was watching the coaches, you know, changes and everything. Yeah. And then I watched the Bengals coach go to, you know, a Super Bowl and then on the verge of another Super Bowl. And, you know, nobody wants to say that he was part of your staff. So it seems like guys that are very worthy and part of your staff, they have no problem letting go. You're absolutely right. But the guys that yep. seem like they are, you know, just uh, major parts of the problem, they stick around. So, um, yep. But on that note, I think you will get that. I think Fangio comes in, he's going to make his entire you know, staff changed. Um, I thought this was a no-brainer. Listen, I, this, this is the guy you need. He is by far the best defensive coordinator candidate that's out there, and he's established. He's probably the only established guy, which I've been crying about for a year on this show, that they need somebody who's a bona fide, qualified, history, you know, um, experienced defensive coordinator to start with some of this talent that's there. And Fangio certainly brings that. Um, so yeah. I, I love that. I, you know, listen, I don't know how it's going to transpire, but I think this was the right move. You had to get a guy like this, especially with some of the talent you have on the defensive side of the ball, and see where this kind of falls. Because I think the talent is very, 
you know, it, it, there's a lot of talent there. You get the right system, the right moves, and let's see what, you know, could transpire from this. Well, and so we're going to get to see that. Some upgrades. There has to be some upgrades of talent, too, especially in the linebacker situation. But I think a guy like him knows what's around free agent-wise. And, you know, we can make some moves, and I think we can – you know, you'll, I think you will see a different defense immediately because when somebody like that comes in there, you, you know it's a big bump, you know. Immediately. And one of the huge things that I thought is I've expressed to you how much you know, I was kind of uh, uh, disheartened by the contract that was given to Chubb right off the bat. Well, you, I believe that this is Chubb's guy. So you've got to right off the bat believe that this is going to yep. really bring, you know, transformation there. That alone should be, in a, a, you know, a, a gigantic improvement, uh, to, you know, to this. Um, you know, I think, I think that's talent-wise by guys coming back from injuries too. You know, I mean, well, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see Byron Jones back, but you know, you're getting Needham back for sure. You know, you'll, you'll get you. I think Xavier should be healthier next year, and, and I think you know Agba coming back. I think there's a lot of guys that you know we've kind of forgot about because they got hurt so long ago. That, you know, the talent should be better just with those guys coming back, you know? Yeah, there's going to be more. Yeah, there's going to be healthier guys. It's gonna, there's going to be yeah. guys coming in. There's no doubt about it. You're going to get upgraded in a lot yeah. of areas position-wise, you know, um, uh, as far as, you know, what the coordinator does. I guess that's an entirely different thing. Um, I, you know, I, I, I really love this. I think this was absolutely the right move to make. Um, you know, there's no downside there, especially with a young coach. Um, you yeah. know, you – you brought up the I, point I that, that. of the age thing yeah. that you really were kind of worried about. You you thought that might be a factor. I don't I think it was, it's going I it to was, be. I but, thought it was a little weird, but, you know, you're right. He did work with him before, so I guess there's not a problem there. You know? No, I don't think he worked with him before. I'm not, I, I'd have I to go back. So. It's po- I don't think so. It's possible. I don't know. I didn't really check that. I was just, I know he's got the connections with Denver at a certain point, and I, I don't know right. that he was ever on his staff, though. I don't believe he was. Okay. I don't believe he ever has worked with him. I could be wrong, Rich, but I, I just think, you know, they kind of walk through the same circles, if you will, but I don't know that they were necessarily at the same times, and he's probably been right. surrounded by guys who have worked for him. You know, I think that's the thing, but I don't know if there's a direct work connection between McDaniel and him. I, I don't know. I don't believe there is. Um, but I still, that aside, one of your biggest – um, the things you, your concerns was that he is of such a big age difference. I don't think that matters at all, especially with a guy like McDaniel, who's you know a very off the charts kind of walks in his own you know direction. Anyway, he's not the typical guy, um, you know, as far as that goes. I don't think that's a big deal. Um, but you really think it is, right? I mean, you you were really adamant that it was, but I, I don't know. You still think it is? Yeah, maybe. I- Nah, I probably overreacted a little bit, but, you know, I would feel funny about it, you know, if I was a kid coming in there in my 30s and then, like, you know, you have a guy that old because that used to be a head coach. I would feel a little intimidated, I think, at some times. But, you know, like right. I said, you know, maybe not. You know, that's just that's just yeah. a feeling that I had personally, you know. But, look, I think it's yeah, well, I guess we'll, I think Bauer well, – I think Bauer – did we even talk about Bauer getting fired last week? Did that happen after the Yeah, show? I did. Yeah, yeah, Boyer, I, I did. I, I uh, We had – yeah. I don't remember uh, what, your, I, what the timeline was, you know. I, I did. Yeah, I mentioned that he had gotten fired, and, that, and that's you know, where he should, have back, he should have been back last year. That was a huge mistake, no. you know. That yeah. Was a huge the one thing, the one thing that you hear is that uh, you know Kader Kohu is his guy. He kind of brought him in, found him. I think that's one of the best bright spots of young talent we have. So the, you know. Certainly, that that's something that I'm glad we got from him. I agree with you. I think that should have been changed. Yeah. I. I also stand firm that I think McDaniel was such an offensive guy that I don't know that he necessarily had guys that he wanted to come in because I think Sala was the guy who was like his defensive, you know, uh, coordinate, and I guess Sala had all his guys. So anybody that he would have wanted, I think, would have been there and probably was taken already. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think so. I That's you. why I'm saying that, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, but now it's a different situation, and so he makes, you know. Uh, a, a, a move maybe and gets more involved, which I think he has. I certainly think he was a little bit more on board with this. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I pointed out to you, you know, Wade Phillips, 
is, is probably older than Fangio. He's very pretty close yeah. to Big Fangio's age, and he worked with you yeah. know, um, uh, you know the young McVeigh was the, the youngest I think coach in the league when he you know worked with him in the Rams. Still there, and won the Super Bowl together, and that didn't seem to be an issue in any respect. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's an issue. I really don't. I think that that will be what it is. Um, the only thing that I will say, Rich, where maybe you know it becomes a little bit more, is that Vic Fangio was obviously the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and you know as well as I do when things start getting sour, and the heat becomes on the head coach. Whenever you have a you know a, somebody who's a subservient in a sense, that is only a head coach. You know, there yeah, could obviously be some pressure, but yes. you know, but I don't know if that would be the guy anyway. You know, to be quite honest no, with you, um, no. I I'm going to throw something at you because I thought about this a little bit, and this is my theory on it. I can't confirm this. I don't know, um, but I think that besides, I think the conversation with Peyton obviously went down, and I think Sean Peyton wanted him as his defensive coordinator, hands down, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. But you're putting together. You're putting together a staff for a job that yet doesn't exist. That's the first thing. <laughs> so anytime you're offered yes. something, that, you know, you're going to take the concrete thing. But I also think that one of the high probabilities, because to be honest with you, Sean Payton has really not gotten, you know, the uh, offers that he thought he was going to get. But I believe that the one job that is waiting out there that I think is a good possibility of him taking is the Denver Broncos. I said that from square one. And if he was going to take that job, I don't think Vic Fangio wants to go back to Denver. I don't think he left no. on the best of terms. He was fired not that long ago. And that could be he a deciding factor. Yeah. yeah, so I think that that, you know, you can read into that how you want. I don't, I don't but think Sean Payton goes there, though. I don't think he, we'll I see. Think he would sit out another year and wait for something no, else. No, he's going to have to. They gave, they stuck with Russell Wilson, which hasn't looked good for two years. And remember the other thing, they gave up future draft picks. They have no first-round draft pick for like three years. Well, so Carolina just hired Reich. Carolina just hired Frank know. Reich. That's one of the other things. So yeah. now Frank Reich is now the new Carolina head coach. Um, so, you know, the opportunities are diminishing. They, they, there really hasn't been as much heavy interest, I think, as Peyton thought he was going to get. We'll see. We'll see well, if remember, he ultimately remember does. One, remember one thing also, too. If he waits another two years, he doesn't have to deal with the Saints anymore. They don't have to get yeah, compensation. Rich, they only have for two more years. And he always, Rich, you know as well as I do. You wait another two well, years, I'm that's an eternity. You. He cannot wait another two years. That's, that can't be. I, I he's did, been out of the I league now a year. People, I still think people will want him then, too. Look how long they took, talked about Cower. Cower's getting offers eight years after he quit. You know? Yeah, I got you. He's but you were talking about, talking about having an offer to come back and talking about having success in coming back is two totally yeah, different things. He wants things. the right spot. You know, he wants yeah. to, he want, I, think, I think he's maybe would think, like, hey, look, We'll give San Diego another year, and if they fall, they're yes. – but, again, they're going to fire this guy. So you may be yes. thinking that too, you know? Yes, that's one more year. That's one more year. Yeah. That, that, yeah. But you're saying wait till the contract runs out with New Orleans. No, I don't I think he can do that. A, I think that's yeah. a very different thing. Be, yeah, you know how it is, Pat. You know, one, the one year, look, there wasn't that many great jobs opening this year, and there wasn't that many of them total. You know, there's only like six. You know how it is when there's – sometimes there's – there's ten of them. Sometimes, you know, guys get canned. You know, Black Monday. So, you know, he may be waiting for one of those years too, where there'll be people, you know, fighting over him. He may not yeah, like any again, of these situations. Again, you can wait. You, you can wait another Diego, year. You know, Carolina has no quarter quarterback either. And they also have no openings. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, now, listen. now they don't. Yeah, but he probably wasn't interested but, there. Yeah, but you see what I think? I honestly think that the Tom Brady situation is real, and it's with him. It was with him two years ago. It's with him now. So I think there's a big thought process there that Brady and him would go to the same place. So the Carolina job would fit that credential perfectly, and I thought he may have thought of that. But I also think that there's another job, and that's 
that's Washington that nobody's thinking of. That could be a possibility, too, because they may have new ownership, and there may be an entire change there. Maybe he, you know, he thinks about going in there. So don't eliminate Brady from the whole situation of teams like that. But I think he can wait another year. I think that that's a possibility. I think he could certainly pass this year and then wait to see what comes next year. But I'm just saying, if you're, if you're going to wait – Two more years, things change a lot. They do change a lot. I'm not saying the guy wouldn't get a job, but I'm saying that I think that you're really hurting yourself by doing that. And everybody that I can think of, with the exception of Dick Vermeil, has really suffered a lot doing something like that. Even Parcells didn't have anywhere near that kind of a gap. Yeah, but you got you to look at it the other thing, too. Like, <laughs> the way they're paying these broadcasters and these guys on TV, he may not be in a rush. You know, it's just like, you know, maybe this life is easier for him, you know? I'm sure unless, it is. Unless the perfect situation comes around, unless the perfect situation comes around, why bother? You know? Okay. All right. Fair enough. Take a quick break. Right back after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. This is former Miami Dolphins Mark Super Duper. And you are listening to the Miami Dolphin Legend Show with Pat Catello. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Dolphins Legend Show. Got Pat Catello, Rich Van Jan. Just a reminder, you can uh, subscribe to us right on iTunes. Just go right to the iTunes store and uh, hit subscribe. You'll get our latest episodes delivered right to your phone as soon as uh, they're out. And uh, you can also send us any questions or comments. Pat Show at Yahoo.com. So, Rich, we now know the matchup of Super Bowl 57. Uh, Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs will take on the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll start in the AFC. Um, That was uh, certainly, uh, you know, the very much anticipated game um, 
to see uh, you know the the rematch and and you know we always take it from a dolphin's perspective in a sense um you know we always kind of use it as a barometer where we're at especially we talked about last week with buffalo and the way we had played buffalo cincinnati kind of manhandled them um I think that the emotion of everything, you know, probably had a a deterious effect on the Buffalo Bills. I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but I think think they went through so much that, you know, that that just takes a lot out of you. Uh, But Cincinnati came to play, and they just really manhandled them. So, uh, you know, you were certainly looking at this going in here, and the fact that Cincinnati was so hyped, perhaps overhyped and almost the favorite going in there, um, you know, uh, you wound up getting – They were the favorite officially. They were a point favorite, yeah. Which is yeah. – I know that line. They said that line, that line changed more than any other line in recent times. It started out – yes. uh, Kansas City was a three-and-a-half point favorite, right? Yeah, uh-huh. It was so a whole cycle, too. That had a lot to do with it, you know? But that happened, that happened sure the week before, that. though. Yes, I know. But that happened but it, a week before. So how, why would that? It that. didn't get worse. Because they were they were worried about how he was going to react to to it, you know. That's all. That's that's what kept the line down. They would have been they would have been they would have been four or five point favorites if, if you know if Mahomes was one hundred percent. That's what right. But why would? It, but it was three and a half to open up after he just got the injury, right? And then it kept going the other way when he was getting better, yeah, right? Because people were jump, yeah, people were jumping on, uh, you know, on Cincinnati. That's what changed it, you know. Or people were jumping which, on. I don't know. I, I don't know which strange. way. Strange, but I'm just telling you, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so but and, you know, and, you know, you know I thought so, Cincinnati. They were talking too much smack too, you know. A lot. Yeah. Burrowland, I thought Burrowhead Stadium. Uh, well, what are you doing? You, you you don't light the fire like that. That's so silly, you know. The, yeah, a lot of over overhyping and you know the mayor and yeah. and everything, right? So uh, yeah, I, I I thought so too, and that kind of you know gave you the feeling going in like you know I don't know, you know like it's a little too much disrespect going to arguably the hardest place to play a game, the loudest place to play a game, the uh, the Super Bowl champions and top coaches, top staff. Yeah. Um, you know, a little too much disrespect going there, I think. And a little you know, bit, you know, that, uh, you know, it just and it came down to something that probably shouldn't have happened. I mean, it probably should have been an overtime game. You know. Yes, but okay. So, so since you're going to bring bring that up, and I know, you know, obviously, you, you know, you hear you know official calls and all that, but uh, you're saying that and just that it was it was a. Uh, unfortunate that it happened, or you're saying you don't think it should have been called because it was clearly a penalty. It was clearly a penalty. I have a problem with that deciding the game. You know, I mean, I've, we've seen a lot worse with our guy. He doesn't get called. You know, we've seen way worse than that. But he did it. I mean, I think I, I, you got to blame him for being stupid. You know, I mean, that's just so one thing you don't do is touch them at that point. But, it was more than a touch, though, know, right? I mean, have we really seen that? Can I you think you. of a time? Well, he, he, blew up, he people, It looked like he blew out his own knee at the end. Did you well, see that? Well, he did, but that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. He did. I but, I mean, you. he pushed Mahomes. Uh, it injured yeah. Mahomes, unless he pushed him, you know, yeah. well out of bounds. Yeah. I mean, he was out of bounds completely. He pushed him, and he he went flying, you know. So, he, I, don't I don't know. Have we remember a but, Yeah, I know it is stupid, it's, and it's, it's a shame. It is. It's stupid, and it's a shame that it happened that way. I hate to see a game decided like that. That's all. You know yeah, what I mean? I do too. Uh, I agree with you. You know, I do too. I, it was, it's a shame that that had a, you know, happen like that. Yeah. And uh, the one thing that I will say though, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but you know, one of the one things that pointed out to me as I watched this entire playoff run so far, especially in the AFC, how good their kickers are on these good teams. Oh, he's great. Oh yeah, not just he. The they Kansas all are. Guys, crazy. Yeah, they all are. Yeah, so right. the, the Cincinnati are. guy. He's fantastic too, and the Buffalo guy don't miss either. I mean, it's like no, every every every, every time you and San Francisco doesn't miss. I mean, it's, it's like yeah. hey, Robbie Gold's phenomenal too. These guys have great Wait, kickers. Think, uh, right, he's never. I don't think he's ever missed a playoff. Uh, I think he's one hundred percent. 
And I, I, I just, that just popped into my head, especially with the year that we've had, and how many missed field. And I'm not just well, pointing out what, Sanders, but well, he, he he cost us three, at least three games. Yes. No, he he you know? did. It was a very bad year for Sanders, and you know, yeah. obviously, he didn't necessarily have a bad playoff game, but it just points in my head how good these kickers are on some of these teams yeah. that they just. I mean, you've seen gusty winds. They bury everything. Yeah. You've seen times where they had a hit, they hit it. He may have been able to hit from 55. Who knows? But I would have liked to see that instead of what what I saw. Right, right. I I agree with you, Rich. I I didn't like it to end like that. Certainly not. No way. I didn't want that either. And you're right. Do I think – listen, going to my head, do I think he hits that? Yeah, I think he does. But you know what? You're absolutely right. I would like to see it. I really didn't want to see Burroughs go to two Super Bowls before – or two have got a shot to go to one. You know what I mean? I don't want to see that either, you know? So, you know, you know, believe me, we can't win when we lose. So, you know what I mean? Well, no, listen, I think you got a little bit of a stretch before that. I think you went from there to there. Let me point out a thing I had I was saving, but since you brought it up, each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose their Super Bowl debut have never been back. In the last 16 times, and you think of Marino, no, right? I'm not even talking about back to Marino. The last 16 quarterbacks to lose their debut have never been back. You ready to hear them? Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Joe Burrows, obviously. Joe Burrows was the last one, right? Before that, right. Jimmy G. Yeah. Bef- before that, Jared Goff. Before right. that, Matt Ryan. Cam right. Newton. Colin wow. Kaepernick. Rex yep. Grossman, Matt wow. Hasselback, Donovan yep. McNabb, Jake DeLone, yeah. Rich yep. Gannon, Kerry Collins, oh. Steve wow. McNair, Chris Chandler, Drew Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell, and Stan Humphreys. That goes back to 1994. Do you wow. believe that? They've never yeah, been back, crazy. all those guys. So, um, yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, doesn't – Listen, I think Burroughs is fantastic. I mean, I think this kid is, is just great. Yeah. But you know as well as you know, I do, we watch the greatest of all time. That doesn't necessarily yeah. uh, translate to anything. I no, mean, I you know. can be great. I mean, there's a lot of dogs in that list. There's a lot of guys yes. that, like, you know, like Rex Grossman, you know, never should have been yes, there in the first place. So. There are. Yeah, there you are. Know. But, but, you know, the yeah. long two, you know. Yeah, but there's I, a lot of, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. There's no guarantee. I understand that. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm just saying, you know, obviously, you, you know, there's a lot of football to be played. And, you know, I know you, you put him towards Tatua. Um, I think you can make an argument that Joe Burrows is at the top of the list. I think that there is certainly uh, a drop-off in tiers, uh, tiers from uh, a few of these quarterbacks. I mean, I, I would put Patrick Mahomes and I would put Joe Burrows and I probably would put uh, Josh Allen in there as well of a top-tier quarterback. You might disagree there. But I think when you go down to the next level, it's a definite next level that takes you down to, you know, to the remaining guys in there. And then I think there's even a third tier after that for sure. So it just depends yeah, where you, you, know, you put those guys in there. And, um, you know, Her- Herbert this year, uh, you know, again, you, you know, it's uh, – doesn't end great, so we'll see. You got uh, Trevor Lawrence now, who's taken some big strides in his sophomore year. Uh, the book is open there as to where he will ultimately fall into this thing. You got Tua, like you said. Um, then you still have some of your veteran guys in the. I'm just talking AFC now, you know, with Lamar Jackson and, and you know guys like that. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. But uh, nonetheless, you know, not the way like you said, you really wanted this game to to be decided. You know, no, it was and, very uh, aggravating to put it mildly. You know, I hate to see that. And I don't know, uh, knowing you, you probably did, but uh, there's a, a, a giant um, thing going around. Apparently, you know, after um, 
you know, it was a Joseph Asai, who's actually a really good ball player who made that hit out of bounds. Oh, I know. But, um, yeah, the guy when, yelled when, at him in the locker room. Yeah, yeah Jermaine Pratt, uh, you know, yeah. started, you know, which, I, you know, that, you can't do that, man. That's just, that you just can't no, do that. Was, and then there, a lot of his the, teammates. The funny part about that was, the one thing that was really funny about that, the whole narrative before that tape came out was how, whole team was behind them. One player doesn't lose a game for you. They were all consoling him. And then that came out, which was the opposite of the narrative. That's the only funny part about it. That so, came out well. Everybody was on board with that. Well, at the end of the game, when you watch the, the post game, everybody was saying how everybody was behind the guy that made the hit. The whole Bengals team and the yeah. coaching staff said one guy yeah. doesn't lose a game. It was part of the heat. And then right. six hours later, that tape comes out like, well, I guess they wow. didn't interview everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, I seen that as they're walking out of the tunnel yeah. into the locker room. Yeah. I seen that actually pretty quick. Uh, cool, but that, yeah. I mean, I was just. You know, like, yeah, you, you got the, like, the, like, he was saying, like, this is my last year. What is he talking about? I, I don't care. The guy's only been in the league like three years. Both of them. Oh, I didn't I hear that. I just he heard him. Yeah, he was yelling. This yeah, is my last year. What was he talking about? Oh, okay. I didn't like, hear that. I he just heard him. Why, why yeah, I, I don't understand why. Like, I thought it was an old guy originally, you know what I mean, that was was doing it. And, I don't know, just very strange, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Um, I guess you gotta. I guess you got to realize that there's always a camera somewhere, you know? Well, that's for sure. But I mean, you're not—you're still in public. They weren't even in the locker room. I mean, they're, yeah, they're coming in. There's reporters yeah, there. The I mean, you yeah, know, they're so. yeah. filming you. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's a hidden camera. But it was somebody, <laughs> somebody did it on you. a phone, though. But it was from a phone, though, to take the tape. Right. You know, got so you. That's a but I mean, you can't. Yeah. You gotta know there's people. I mean, you know, there's. So I got you. I, I, it was it wasn't like NBC. It was it was a phone that had reported it, you know. All right. Either way, though, you're condoning that action. No, I'm not. You're I'm a little saying. bit condoning it. You're not you that he did it. You're a little no, bit you condoning should, it. You should <laughs> you should know what's going on around you before you do something stupid like that. Yes, but that has nothing to do with the action. That has nothing to do with no. the action, though. You're still a little bit condoning. You're still a little bit condoning the act because you're aggravated that he did it. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be inviting the guy out to dinner. You know what I mean? If he did that, (laughs) I was like, you see, (laughs) yeah. You know me well. You know me too well. You know what I said? You know me. You know. I be playing the blue. You got it. You're now exposed. Yeah, absolutely. No further questions, Your Honor. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Tom Vigorito, former Miami Dolphin, and you're listening to the Miami Dolphin Legend Show with Pat Catello. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. 
got Pat and Rich coming at you for the final stretch here as uh, we recap the uh, championship games. Uh, and, uh, of course, we've gotten in detail AFC-wise. And Rich, uh, I had heard a rumor that the guy who actually recorded that was a New Jersey resident, originally from Hudson County, that uh, ran some kind of establishment in the Hanover area. Was I wrong on that? I might have been wrong on that. <laughs> But he refused to disclose who he liked in the next race. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Okay, you know what, Rich, one thing I was dying to tell you, I don't know if you caught this or not, and maybe it's me, I just, but did you, Jimmy Johnson makes a comment on, on uh, the halftime or pre I don't remember where it was. Did you hear this? He says that no. uh, most people will disagree with me, but uh, it's, uh, it's much worse to lose a championship game and hurts a lot more than, uh, than losing a Super Bowl. And everybody on the panel jumped, you know, jumped on his throat, and and then of course, then they say, well, well, what'd you do, Jimmy? You you never lost the Super Bowl, and then he puts on that big grin as if he didn't know that was coming. And I'm saying to myself, really, you're gonna buy into this? Like, I don't know. It just, come on. It was such a ridiculous yeah, comment to me, you know. Yeah, well, that's you know, two weeks in a row like, for that That's two weeks that? in a row. It was two weeks in a row for that asinine panel. You know, that was, last week was Terry Bradshaw saying that Aaron Rodgers has the quickest release in the in the history of football. Oh my goodness. Yeah, which, mean, you know? yeah, which is aggravating, obviously, for Marino fans and stuff like yeah. that. But, I, I mean, this is just ridiculous, though. That's an opinion of, yeah. you know, a time. It's stupid. I mean, who, who's sitting there saying that losing, uh, you know, the championship game is going to hurt more than the Super Bowl? I mean, come no, on. It's ridiculous. That's just no, a ridiculous it's... comment. You know, uh, trying to, yeah. you know, bring back your, you know, your, your days when they said those championship games were, you know, the real Super Bowl and the Dallas-San Francisco rivalries. That's what that, you know, kind well, you know, of goes to. They, they should have said, I would have said if I was sitting there, I'd say, you know, Jimmy, you should ask Barry Switzer how he feels about that. Oh, yeah, he's never lost one either. Yeah, I know. Oh, believe me. I, I know. I think about that stuff, too, you know. And uh, and not the next year, either. Nobody wants to take that into consideration, you know, Rich? No, nobody wants later. to take that into consideration. It wasn't yeah. three years later. It was one year after. But nobody wants to take years, into consideration years, yeah. right. that they lost in 94, yeah. right? To an yep. unbelievable 49er team, and then he he does it the year after that. So listen, I understand yep. Aikman's you know when, when he says with this guy with Switzer and all that, but you know what? There still was some kind of an achievement done there. I don't care what anybody 100%. says. The guy still won There's the so Super Bowl. Uh, you know, yeah. to a team that never lost the Super Bowl at that time. I don't think Pittsburgh had ever lost, right? Coming no. into that game, and no, you know. And, and the 49ers were one of the better – I mean, that, that 94 49er team was real strong. And then they had to beat no them joke. in 95. No. Yeah. So, listen, yeah. you say whatever you want, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. So I'm going to stick up for Switzer a little bit there. Um, you, know, if, uh, you know, if that team – you know, they insinuate they did it on their own almost, you know. But yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right, buddy. We go to the uh, NFC – and obviously we talked Ugh. about anticlimactic and, and you know, this this one was the real shame. I mean you had Brock Purdy and this unbelievable story that I was on in in week nine. I mean, this is uh just unbelievable, Mr. Irrelevant in the way that he's been playing. Uh and he comes in and gets injured real early in the game and taken out and and it just it's unfair that we we just weren't able to see the matchup that we really wanted to see uh it was so it was a sixth snap of the game for him he tore is totally torn you know ucl so yeah they're saying six months now right yeah they're, you know i thought that was a year for a pitcher didn't you Oh well, Rich, six months is no. I mean, that six months is not saying like you're 100. percent And and yeah. I don't know. Like you, you brought up Tommy John surgery. I, I mean, I'm assuming he's not getting that. But if he does well, that's get that, that is, that's basically. a year. When it's when it's torn, I thought so. Yeah, that's it's Tommy John surgery with the UCL. I'm pretty sure. Well, isn't there two different ways that oh. you could do it? Rich? I don't think so. Isn't I think it's t- totally torn like that. I think you have to go through Tommy John surgery. 
I, I could be wrong. Look, I'm no doctor, but I always thought that you, when I heard UCL for a pitcher, now I never heard it happen to a quarterback because it's a different motion. But, you know, I always thought that was a full year. But now they're saying if he gets surgery right away and everything goes well, he could be ready for training camp. So I don't know. I don't know what the story with that is. Well, I don't know either. I mean, I can't imagine you're having Tommy John surgery in, let's say, February. Is that fair? Because even if he has it today, it's January 30th. So you're yeah, having Tommy February, John surgery yeah, sure. in February. There's no way yeah. you're going to be in training camp in late July, August. No way. I would think not. Yeah, I would think not. But that's that's what the last report I heard is that they feel that he gets surgery next week, that he could be ready for training camp. So I, I don't know. I mean, I would and say I okay, they, they, but – Yeah, go ahead. I would yeah. say okay, but I would still say that I don't believe he's getting the same – quote Tommy John surgery then I think he's getting some no. other form of a repair I, be I, something I, else. Yeah. yeah because Tommy John yeah. surgery I'm not you know, too up on it but I know they take a tendon or, or ligament from another part of your body and put it in or there cadaver. right yeah. or, or a cadaver ligament. Yeah. so I mean I, yeah. I, I don't know I, don't I know. would think uh, uh, do you know if it's completely torn partially torn do we know that yeah, it's, no it's Completely torn. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know, man. I I mean, uh, I we'll have to check up more on that and see, you know, kind of where that fits in there. But um, yeah. you know, that's that's a major, major injury. Um, I, and, and let me just you know, say before just, we get into the yeah, story, you know, for sure, for sure, it really was. And and let me just say um, that obviously we're going to get deep into the game, but. I thought they handled that whole situation horribly, especially when their third-string quarterback you know, went down. Um, I mean, they brought him in, and you know you can't throw. I don't know what they were expecting. They almost seemed they, – Shanahan was acting like he had a 17-14 lead. That's the way yeah, they played that game. What else What else they you do there at that point? Well, you don't say that the third-string guy goes down. What do you do? You put, well, you, ha- you put a running back back there as a quarterback? I don't know. Well, they had two options. They have two options. They do have an emergency quarterback. Okay, so there's an emergency quarterback. I forget his name, but you know who he is. He's a veteran guy. The best way I could describe him is kind of like Glennon a little bit, but like out of the, you know, out of the league a little bit more than that. Um, Why do we want to impress too? Yeah, but they have an emergency guy. So there was an emergency uh, quarterback. I can't think of his name right now. Um, so I didn't hear uh, that. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Because they were talking about how they made a mistake during the week, like they could have dressed Jimmy G. Well, well, Jimmy G wouldn't guy. have been the emergency quarterback. Jimmy G wouldn't have been He's the emergency quarterback. But there's an no, emergency quarterback thing? Yes, but there's a lot of rules that follow it. And the rules that follow it are as such. If he comes into the game, no other quarterback can then play the game anymore. So if he comes in there, both Brock Purdy and the other guy are out you know, officially for the remainder. Unless it's like in the fourth quarter and then there's some kind of ramifications, I think, that they can. But for the most part, once he goes in, that's it. You're with him. So I heard a totally different explanation for that. that I heard there was only two, and they didn't dress Jimmy G. He could have been their third. But I know the rule is if you bring in the third, then no one else can come in. But I've never heard right. about this emergency thing. They were talking about changing the rules of the future, you know, because, like, you know, you would, a lot of teams only dress two if both quarterbacks are healthy because the odds of getting two guys hurt in the same game are astronomical. And, like, you know, they said that, they they don't even let you dress all fifty three for like the playoffs, which is ridiculous too. It's like right, right. What is that? What? Why does that matter? You know what I mean? It should. So there's like there was they were thinking about rule oh, changes, uh, but they, I, they I were my them. They said that's why I Jimmy thought, G had a smirk on his face yesterday. Is because I, well, he said, to me know, that's ridiculous anyway. I, yeah, yeah. I, Jimmy G is another thing entirely. Jimmy G supposedly yeah. he, he they didn't feel he was ready to go, so he wasn't in the backup. The emergency guy was Kyle uh, Juzic, is what my notes have. Kyle Juzic yeah. 
was the emergency, uh, or Christian McCafferty, obviously, um, would have went in there. Um, I just, listen, I understand that when you're, that's almost a no-win situation. I got that. You're down by 14. You're there. I, I got that. I understand that. I just thought that they really didn't do anything. I mean, they brought Brock Purdy in to hand the ball off 90% of the time and throw, you know, two small screen passes. But, you know, I almost acted like we just got to get to the bell here. You know, you acted like you had a three-point lead and we just got to kind of weather the storm. But you're down by 14. So at that point, I mean, what I would have done – uh, and again, I say I know this is like almost a no-win situation, but you know I would have went into the wildcat. I would have put McCaffrey in back of there in the wildcat situation all the time, and maybe had Purdy on the they field and something. let him do that. Try yeah, something. just yeah. you know, try know. something. You know, do something in that thing. And yeah. and like I said, uh, you know, and I think they did have that other guy, Kyle Juzic. I've heard of Kyle Juzic, haven't you? Nah, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> No. He's been in the league. I never heard of a guy don't... that played either. The, the, sec, the second string. No, I never guy, heard I of him. Heard of no, I've never heard of him either. Even though he's been in the league and a long time, obviously, but I, I, I never heard has of him. Has he really? But apparently, he's been on like people. ten teams. He's been on like wow. ten different teams. He's been around a long time. Then how um, can you look Jessica, that bad? But how can you look that bad? Because I guess you're just brought in. You don't know the system. You're handed like a brand new system. It, you know, I guess How that's long have you been in, in a I don't know. Has I guess it has to. Long? No, I don't think he has. I mean, I would assume it has to stem at the very earliest from the, the Jimmy G injury. But I don't know. So I don't know when they pick him up. Weeks. I don't know. I just don't understand how these guys can still be in the NFL. They come in and they look like they've never played the game before. You know, I understand not being perfect. I'm not asking you to be Terry Bradshaw. But, I mean. They come in and they don't look like they ever picked up a football before. I I don't understand how it can be that bad, you know? Yeah, I I I don't know. I mean, I you know, there was a couple well, plays he made, you know but saying, you know, yeah, it's like it just looks like they never played anywhere. I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. Hmm. And we've seen it enough, you know, with our team. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's very strange. It's it's the kind of thing where you're in a bad spot. I, I get that. I just I don't know. I would yeah. have tried to do something. Um, I don't know. I, like I said, I I don't know. Maybe Kyle Joseph is not even. Maybe he's a position player or something. That's another emergency guy. So I guess you're limited, yeah. you know, to what you can do. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, you know, is Ronnie Brown going to come in and run? You know, and and, and do a 17-point no. comeback? No, it's well, not going to happen. No, but, no it's not going to um, happen. I don't I know. That, that was just so – yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was such a – you know, look, the, the Eagles had a great year and everything, but, I mean, the way they were talking about the Eagles during that game, it's like, who couldn't beat this team right now? You know, stop it. You know, that's what drives yeah, me crazy. You know? It's a shame that it had to kind of transpire to that. Um, you know, the only thing that I'll say is the Eagles are the best team in football from the start to the finish. You know, they were the best yeah. team all year. No denying that. Uh, they kind of one they away with murder on that first touchdown, though. I wouldn't you say know? murder. I mean, it was a, you know, you needed an angle to see that ball coming out there. You know, you got to kind of throw a flag. You know, you got to challenge if, that. If, I don't know, you know running, what you're waiting for. If it's for. our team, are we, are we throwing the flag? Of course not. We're not doing it either. No. I, I blame who's ever in the booth for that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the guys upstairs that should be screaming at him sure. for a flag. You know, sure. Obviously, we didn't get to see it. But why didn't we get to see it, though? They seem to show everything else. You know what I mean? They didn't put it on the big screen yeah. there until after the fact either. You know. Well, that's what Shanahan was saying. Shanahan's saying that, you know, they didn't get to see the look that, you know, they eventually showed later. Yeah. But, you know, at a certain point there, I guess you just got to, you know, you got to take a, a stab at that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what you do there. You got to kind of just challenge it. You really got to just yeah, roll the dice, know, like I guess, said, on something. You had like some time because everybody's got to get down there and get reset. So you do have a little bit of time, you know? Yeah, he he was you know, asked about time, it. Burn a, yeah, yeah, you know. Burn a time out and think about it then if it's a question. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. That's, a, that, that's another thing you could do that too. But but here's the thing, though. I mean, you're going to lose a time out in the challenge. At that point, you, maybe you're better off just just challenging it, right? 
You're yeah. going to lose the timeout anyway. Yep. And, you know, you'll lose the challenge. But, yeah, I, again, I, I, I don't think it was the greatest, you know, coaching moments of the 49ers. Um, I think that they, well, he's they had, didn't he's adapt. Well, duties in big games, you know. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Beauty. You know, this this was a little different. This one was a little different, different, right? Yep. It just, But it wasn't good, I nonetheless. Said, I don't think he's going to win the game anyhow after what transpired. But, you know, I agree. Y- y- you can't allow them to get a touchdown that easy in the start of the game, you know, especially when it, when it will clearly hit the ground, you know. Yeah. Think, think yeah, of I mean, what we had overturned. You know, the Patriot game, right? Yeah. <laughs> we needed a Microsoft to see it hit the ground, right? And we had two over yeah, yeah. like that. That's you true. Know? That's true. I mean, they, they, you know, they were moving the ball pretty well. Um, uh, like you said, ultimately, I don't know whether it would have mattered anyway. Uh, but then it was but... 7-7 forever, right? It was 7 nothing. Well, that's the thing. It was forever. A, yeah. It seemed like it was another opportunity, very similar to the Chiefs game. Like, I thought the Chiefs, yep. they had their head on the vice, and I thought they could have put that game away early. And then yeah. then they didn't. And then the next thing you know, no. you know, they let them linger, and then it's they're high. coming back, and it's a tie game. Yeah. I, I thought that yep. game could have got out of reach quick. Kansas City didn't. And Philadelphia, same thing. Like, that could have got ugly real quick. And then they kind of just let, let it be. It was 7-7. Seven, seven for a bit, you know, until the defense just kind of, you know, started getting turned yeah, I, over. I, I, I thought the, the, you know, the, the Cincinnati coaches staff did a poor job, too. I think, I don't think they they called the game correctly on, on offense. I thought they were very, you know, they didn't utilize their weapons enough, I don't think. I think they were too conservative, really. You know, I know it was cold and everything, but it wasn't that bad, you know? I, I thought, my uh, opinion of it was that the offensive line of the Bengals a, looked outmanned again, where I thought they played yeah. well against Buffalo. But you know what? I told you right off the bat, the snow was a gigantic advantage to the Cincinnati Bengals. 100%. Nobody believed me. Yep. No, everybody yeah. thought I was no, nuts. Right. It was 100%. Yeah. It, it, it stagnated the defense of the Buffalo Bills. The pass no, rush right. was uh, uh, helped a tremendous amount by that snow for the Bengals' offensive line. But in this particular game, they, Burroughs was taking a lot of hits again. He was pressured all the time. They they got some issues on that offensive line, and they were exposed again in this game hard. So that had something to yep. do with I think the you know the offensive game plan and not being able to maybe get the ball downfield and and, and do as much with it, you know. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was. Interesting, nonetheless, uh, you know, I think Cincinnati was a team that we thought overachieved last year, and this year they came in, you know, more of, like you said, an actual favorite in in Foxborough, I mean, in uh, Arrowhead, which uh, they had absolutely no business being as far as I'm concerned. You can make that an even game, but to give them that kind of point advantage, and, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, Mahomes' injury has a lot to do with that, no less, but that's still a big yeah, disrespect. You know? No, it is. And it, it's, it's not be calling a borough land. I mean, you can't do that, Burrowhead Stadium, you know? I mean, come on. Yeah. You heard what Chelsea said, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> right, when he, uh, <laughs> yeah, they took you know, it to heart. He, you know, yeah. Yeah, well, it is. You know, and I, 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 and didn't, like, uh, I think Burroughs wore, like, a Care Bear shirt or something. Like, you know, don't, I don't know. He wore some stupid outfit coming in yesterday wearing all pink. With some care bear on it, like as a derogatory comment, I forget what it was, but you know, you gotta, you gotta really put that crap in your back pocket. Like, don't give them fuel. Like, doesn't these guys right. know the history of sports? Like, with that, it never works out. You know, right, right. And in closing, let me tell you uh, the new thing that's coming up. I, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen some of this, but uh, you know, a lot of people now are talking, and they were asked. You know, Belichick has gotten the mantle as the, you know, the coach of this time. There's a lot of people now that are saying Andy Reid is not only the best coach in the NFL of this generation, but now they're starting to say he's the best coach uh, up there of all time. Um, who's uh, the um, the Sean uh, McCoy or, uh, and, and a lot of people now um, have been speaking up on this, a lot of panels, and, and, uh, and this is obviously going to be a big game, but, you know, Andy Reid now starting to be talked about, uh, you know, as, as 
top, top, top coaches, uh, you know, of all time. So I know you're not a huge Andy Reid fan, but um, so that's one of the, the, the sidebars that is starting to come about. And the funny part is he's coaching his old team, which is pretty funny. Well, that's, you know? that, that has a lot to do with things. Yeah, don't underestimate yeah. that storyline, and which we'll talk about. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get, you know, we've we got another week, so I'm not going to ask for your picks or, you know, to dissect it. we got no, another show to do. We'll be here I next really week. I haven't really thought and, about it. Yeah, we'll do that next Well, you've got a week to think about it. So uh, yep. on that, uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, it'll be the Super Bowl 57 preview show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own voice Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew 